Hello and welcome to the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. As always, this is your host, Paris Grant, coming to you with an evening episode or morning episode to get you guys started with your week. A little bit of background about this one. You know, I've been pretty busy in my personal and professional life, got a lot of stuff going on. And if you haven't noticed, uh, the episodes are spaced further apart now because I need more time to develop actual good scripts. But in that time, I've been uh, attending workshops, seminars, and I've been getting a lot of information that I want to transfer over to you guys. So this episode and probably the next two or three after this are going to be all about what I learned at a financial fitness workshop. Something to note about these is that this was hosted by the National Housing Society of South Florida, but NHS is stationed all over America. So in your state, in your city, whatever your local, you know, I don't know how deep it gets, but you should look out for these financial fitness workshops because it actually really is cool. And as much information as I'm going to be giving you, it's no substitute for actually having, you know, taken the course. It's like a two, it's like a two, three hour course and you have a meeting afterwards. But, you know, I went there and because it's from a housing you know, facility, there was a lot more information having to do with credit, loans, budgeting, that sort of thing. And I think it's something that I didn't know that much about going into it. And so it was like really enlightening for me. And there's some information in there that I want to give back to you guys. And I know that some of these things may have been repeated before because I know I did a past episode on credit. I might have even done two episodes on it. So I might be repeating some facts here. If anything, that just means that I wasn't BSing you, but I also want to incorporate it in the context of the way they were explaining it so that, you know, even if it does feel like, oh, he said this already, just know it's coming from a different place this time in a different context. So, you know, thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. As always, I got a quick little rant I'm going to go on in the, you know, in the next little segment, and then we'll go on to the episode. Make sure to stick around or skip it, whatever you want. Thank you guys for listening, though. All right. So, like I said before, you can go ahead and skip this. This isn't part of the episode. This doesn't have anything to do with what we're going to go learn about. This is really just Paris, the host, the background voice, really just talking about how he feels personally. And I was at this financial fitness workshop, and there wasn't admittedly there was not a lot of people which i mean kind of is a testament to what i'm about to talk about but a lot of people who are there are a lot older people and a lot of them were kind of in this blame in this blame game sort of mode where they kept on saying oh i would have a high credit score if this didn't happen or i shouldn't have gone to go do this because if i would have known if i shouldn't have taken out this loan because if i would have known that that wouldn't have worked out i wouldn't have done that then i'd be a millionaire right now and there's all these different things that they can look back on and say, oh, like, because of this, because of that. And the worst part about it is that we've become a society where we hear these excuses and we just feel sympathy. So we're just like, oh, I feel you. Oh, my God, totally, yes. The government's against you. The housing system's against you. Banks are against you. And it's like become so perpetuated. And it's something that seems so far removed. And it's something now that I'm seeing with student loans is that, and you're going to, and I'm talking about like loan repayment and all this in the, in the episode, but when it comes to student loans, I see that people are like in an uproar about having to pay student loans. People don't want to have people think it's too expensive. It's like gouging out society. It's like this terrible thing. And I'm not going to get into my stance on student loans or like the debt or anything like that. But I just want to point out that as even though school is getting more expensive, right, and it is kind of it's outpacing inflation and definitely like student wages, 
like all these points are valid and that's not the, that's not what i'm trying to say but you knew what you were signing on for when you took on the loans if you took out a $90,000 loan to go to school because you thought your degree was going to pay for it within four years and then you realized that it wouldn't it's the government's fault you took on the loan you knew what you were getting yourself into because it didn't pan out the right way you're gonna go and turn back and then like i said we have this society where it's like oh interest rates are way too high they shouldn't be doing it. it's predatory it's this it's that and like i said i'm not gonna get into the whole politics of it but i just want everyone listening to this to hold themselves accountable calculate your net worth look at your balance sheet look at your spending that's why i always talk about doing these things is because you're looking at the sum of all your financial decisions and you have to be able to look at that number and say i earned this number this number like i did this to myself granted we all have different circumstances we all start off in different situations and it's not going to be the same for all of us by any means and you know like life happens and that's valid but i still think that taking a stance of accountability and recognizing where you've done wrong and where you need to improve and being internal enough to say okay look like i caused this problem i see how and i'm working to go fix it i think that takes a lot of you know maturity and something that i really promote here on the show so thank you for listening to my quick little ted talk like i said this episode is going to be all about like credit and banking and a lot of other stuff that i really did not know about before i started recording or before i went to this workshop so um yeah but just keep in mind that it's a really cool thing that you guys are listening that you guys are deciding to take it upon yourselves to be better with your finances to do better to leave more so i applaud you guys for listening so without further ado we got a quick little ad and then we will get right back into today's episode All right, the moment you have all been waiting for. I know it's a lot of build up to this moment, but this is the actual episode right here. So for those of you who just skipped on through, welcome to today's episode. So like the title says, this is going to be all about debt and credit problems and their solutions. This is kind of a weird place to start if I'm going through the whole credit series, but this was actually the very first exercise that they gave to us at the um, at the workshop. And it was a little daunting for me because I don't really have a lot of lines of credit. You know, I don't have a I don't have my own car, my own house. I don't really pay that many bills. So when it comes to credit, I'm not very well versed because I don't even know what a credit issue really is because I haven't built enough credit for myself. So when I did the episode beforehand, I was being very vague and I talked about the things that I did know. But now that I've gone to this workshop and went through this and actually gone through this exercise, I think I'm a little bit more well-equipped to help out anybody who might be having any sort of debt or credit problems. That being said, I am not a professional. And that also being said, if you don't think that anything in this episode really applies to you or your situation, go ahead and send it to somebody who it might because you never know who this could be helping. There could be somebody going through it. Obviously, don't do it as like a like a mean thing, like you're broke, listen to this. But you know, if, if you do know somebody that has needs any sort of financial help or anything like that, I definitely think this podcast is a great place to start. So yeah, so for this, so what happened here was they gave us a whole list of different credit problems and asked us to come up with as many solutions as possible for them. So when I read them off, that's the problem that they presented us with. And then the solutions I'm giving you are the ones that they gave us, but I might mix in like my own little thoughts, just so you understand what we're doing here. And I'm also going to be working this week on bringing the blog back. So be on the lookout because I'm act- this is actually going to be the very first thing I post will be 
the um, written version of this for those of you who don't feel like listening to my voice or don't have the time or eh, whatever. So the very first issue, bankruptcy. I don't know how many of you watch The Office, but there's that one episode where Michael just screams out, I am bankrupt. And he thinks that that counts as declaring bankruptcy. And for a long time, I basically thought it was the same thing. But bankruptcy is actually a legal term. And it's something when when your debts exceed anything that you can possibly pay, you basically get them written off by declaring bankruptcy. So it just means that your bank is at zero. Um, That being said, there are different chapters of bankruptcy 7, 11, 13. I'm not sure if there's more and I'm not even sure what they do, which is why the solution to bankruptcy or one of the solutions is to get professional help. Anything that has to do with law or finance, and especially if it has to do with both, I definitely think getting a lawyer involved is the play. It makes sense why, you know, they have bankruptcy attorneys. There's a lot of different kind of avenues and ways to go about it. And it's not something that you can just go jump in and say, okay, I'm declaring bankruptcy. Like, let me look, let me go Google it. I'm sure you could, but if you want to be effective about it and not do it in a way that's going to be super, super damaging, definitely think you should get professional help in the form of a lawyer. Um, little side note, things that you cannot write off for bankruptcy include child support, student loans, and alimony. I know I just went on that whole rant about student loans, but I mean, it is what it is. And like I said, when people are signing up for loans, they know what they're getting themselves into. Um, so yeah, get a lawyer. You can remember the things you can't write off. And then the next steps after declaring bankruptcy is just taking steps to reestablish your credit and getting on a realistic spending plan. Um, Yeah, like I said in the talk on accountability, I think it takes a lot of introspection to be able to look at yourself and say, what am I doing wrong? How can I fix it? And to start working towards that. And I think a lot of us have kind of lost touch where something's happening and we're like saying what's going on as opposed to saying, what am I doing and how am I contributing to this? So accountability plays a very big part in all of these problems. So the next problem is actually inaccurate information on your credit report. So this is something that I actually do have some experience with, fortunately or unfortunately. Um, You know, I started getting my credit reports, I started ordering them. Um, I only got two for this year, but I'm actually waiting to do my third one. And, you know, the major credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax and Experian. And sometimes when you're looking at the reports, you'll see something fraudulent on it. And it is a little scary, I'll admit. Um, It makes you think that if you didn't have the report, what would have happened? But because you do have the report and you're catching it, you're kind of like, it's the best case scenario. And yeah, it can be a little scary, but all you really have to do for this is file a dispute. And it's really easy to do. They give you the option there on the actual credit report. You can do it online as well or through email correspondence. And but something else I should uh, you should also do is uh, write in a letter. And I know a lot of us don't really write letters. We write emails, we write this and that. But you just have to think about how many disputes are getting filed and then how much technology is being used by the system. So they're trying to like automate as much of it as possible. So sometimes when you file a dispute, you can do all the right things, go through all the right channels, but then they'll go trace the account back. And then because it's your social security number, they'll say, okay, we saw that you filed the dispute, but it's yours. But if you, when you write in that letter, you add in that personal touch of being able to say, look, like I'm conscious of this. I was not aware. This is not me. I did not do this. And it also helps to have like written documentation that, you know, that it's fraudulent. So if they do decide to keep on your report, you can go take it up with the proper authorities. So for those of you with past poor credit performance, this was an issue. Writing explanation letters and trying to settle as much of your debts as possible is the best solution for you. Um, coming up with a realistic spending plan of course yes but if 
it's past poor credit performance, a lot of time these debts, they stay on your credit report for like a long, long time, even if they're written off, even if you haven't heard about them, like even if you stop getting the letters. So writing in an explanation letter for your, you know, past bad credit can really actually help to boost your score by either maybe uh, you can settle on some debt, maybe the explanation letter will help them write it off sooner, but it really will help your credit if you have started improving, but you used to be bad. Think about writing in that letter. Now, judgment or liens. I really did not know too much about this one. And honestly, speaking about it might sound a little weird, but um, in high profile cases, if it's a lot of money involved, what some creditors will do is they'll go to court and they'll file a motion to basically sue you for the money that you owe. And it only gets like this for really, like really um, big like institutions. So it's not something you or I should have to worry about unless you're like taking on like a lot, a lot of debt. But Whenever creditors go to court for your money, the best thing to do is get an attorney. If it has to do with money, if it has to do with finance, get a get a lawyer. It's like you just yeah, it's just uh, it's definitely the play. Um, that being said, you know, I can't speak on what's going to happen throughout the whole process, but aim to pay it off if you can. If you could pay it off, they probably wouldn't have to go to court. I get it. But or you can uh, what you can also do is negotiate. Um, something to keep in mind is that a lot of these, if they're big enough to go to court for their money, they also are big enough to have insurance against delinquent accounts. So they, they're almost factoring into their like finances, the fact that some people aren't going to pay back their money. So in their eyes, it's better to get, it's already been written off. They're going to be okay, but it's better to get something than nothing. So if you can find some way to negotiate or settle, definitely that's the play. Um, now for liens, liens are a little bit different, still has to do with law. So that's why it's in the judgment or liens thing. So a lien is basically placed on property that you owe when you're in debt. So if you're paying off a car and you stop making the payments, they'll place a lien on your car. And what that means is that, you know, that it has to be paid off. Like there's going to be an existing debt with that car, no matter where, like, no matter what you do with it. And they do this to stop you from selling it. And the reason why you're saying, oh, blah, 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 why couldn't I just sell it? is because the lien will stay with the car or property associated with it, even if it transfers owners. So if you're buying property or if you're selling property, make sure there's no liens on the account because you will be held responsible for them. Um, that's something I didn't know about and it was a little scary to think about because I don't really buy cars from the dealership. So if you're buying a car from somebody on Craigslist, which is a pretty economical because it's a used car, you just wanna make sure that you've done all the background on it so that you're not assuming any more debt than you need to be. So now uh, there's a pattern of late payments as an issue. So for this one, it's prepare a realistic spending plan and then set up a new schedule with your creditor to renegotiate so that you know you can make your payments on time. I'm actually gonna have a whole episode on what a realistic spending plan is in the eyes of, you know, of course, the uh, financial fitness workshop. This is me, yes, and my notes on it and my thoughts, but a lot of the information I'm giving you is information that I was given because I know not everybody's going to go to the financial fitness workshops because if they did, I wouldn't have to do a whole episode on it and there'd be a lot higher of a turnout. I don't know. But um, yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're on your if you're on your way back up and, you know, you but you used to be really bad with your finances and you're working your way back up. It's like I said, it's just having an introspection and making sure that you're on a solid plan now. So now foreclosures and repossessions all right i've never had anything foreclosed on me i've never had anything repoed i would imagine it's a very scary experience but um you don't want to waste time on these kinds of things uh a lot of times the longer you let it sit there and don't do anything about it the worse it'll get 
so you're gonna so when you get something foreclosed or repoed what they'll actually do is they'll sell it so somebody repos your let's say you have a car and the car costs ten thousand dollars they're gonna go take your car back because you haven't paid it off yet sell it for seven thousand and now you owe three thousand dollars and you might never even hear about this but it will stay on your report and the longer you wait the longer it, the worse it'll get so for this one, you want to get professional help as soon as a foreclosure or repossession is about to happen or has occurred. You want to make sure you get some legal help. And then you want to make sure that you ask the company affiliated with it for a financial written statement, a final statement of what the terms are for you to complete, for you to either have it written off or get your uh, get your money back, whatever this is, whatever you want it to be. Make sure you have a final written statement because that's going to be your documentation for when you're changing it on your other credit reports. And like I said, a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm kind of speaking like like a, as a puppet i guess because a lot of this stuff is things that i learned about so i can't tell how successful it's going to be or not i just don't like to have responsibility for so many people's finances but these are like i mean like i said it's just some helpful tips for you guys so charge offs charge off charge off charge offs the way i understood charge offs i thought you know it happened and you got your stuff charged off like you were just good it's just been charged off you're good like a discount but what I read, what I did learn is that charge charge offs are not the end. I feel like I've said it too many times now. So your debt actually can be sold to other um, to other debt collecting com debt collection companies. So let's say you owe company A five thousand dollars, and then you st you pay them a thousand, you stop paying it. So now the balance is four thousand, and they decide to just charge it off because you're not paying them back the money. It's been forever. But what they'll do is they'll package up that debt that loan and they'll give it to someone else as an investment and now that person's coming for you and you might never even understand you might never even see what's happening and it's going to be affecting your credit so the same way with foreclosures and repossessions don't waste time get i mean for this one you might not need to get professional help but you definitely do need to get the ball rolling as soon as possible so uh the cfpb which is the citizens finance protection bureau actually just uh made it so that they have to let you know if they sell your debt but a lot of like when it comes to public information that's almost scary is that we don't use a lot of the public information that's available to us and you know something like the cfpb I didn't even know that it existed until i went to this workshop and there's so many different so much public information out there that they'll put it out there and you just won't see it so that's why it's really important to get your credit reports um but yeah so if you do have something that's charged off make sure that if make sure that it's actually been completed as charged off and that you get a statement saying so and if they decide to sell it to someone else make sure you also your uh you get a final written statement from them as well explaining what the terms are for the new loan repayment i know that was a lot and i know it sounds like i don't really know what i'm talking about but I wanted to, uh, I went to this workshop and I went there thinking to myself, I already know everything. So I'm just going there more so to kind of see what other issues are. But I ended up learning a lot myself. And these are some issues that I'm hoping that none of us really have to ever face. I hope that none of you guys ever have a poor credit performance or never get anything foreclosed or repoed. And like, I hope that you guys are leading healthy financial lives. But there's a lot of there's a lot of the world out there who thinks that their finances are all good and everything's great who would be really like demystified at the fact that things aren't as good as they thought which is why i try to spread as much knowledge as possible and i give it to you the listener you right now the person listening to this but i think it's i don't say responsibility to but i think it would be a really cool thing for you to go and spread it to see if somebody else can use it because you might have a different audience than i do and you might not have the same platform but hey there's this guy paris and you know 
I'm not, he's not me, but he's talking about the same things I care about. That's all for today's episode. Like I said, uh, make sure that you stay on the up and up because I will be bringing the blog back. I will also be doing another episode on what a realistic spending plan and budget is, as well as some other, um, a whole new, new, new revamped credit episode because I like my past episode just is not doing enough justice at this point. Hopefully these problems and solutions have helped you or somebody that you care about. It's been my pleasure and till next time. So that is all for today's or tonight's episode. Thank you guys for listening to the rant. If you did, let me know what you think about the new ad. And hopefully that this is hopefully this is at least somewhat helpful. Remember, I'm going to be going through the next couple topics in the next episode still relating to this financial fitness workshop. So if I didn't answer anything here, just know I'm going to be going more in depth in the next couple episodes. I know I keep on saying thank you, thank you for listening, but I really can't express how happy it makes me to know that there's so many people out there who are willing to listen to my voice and listen to the way I think about things. And hopefully it's helping somebody out there. I haven't got any thank you letters yet, but hopefully it's adding some sort of value to you. So thank you guys for giving me this platform to speak. We're currently on our way to 6,000. My goal is 10,000 by the end of the year, and I think we're on track to keep on going. So when I ask you to subscribe, leave a comment, rating, review, DM me, tell a friend, all that stuff. When I say it, when I say it, I'm not just asking for the sake of asking. It really helps me get more exposure and more people get to listen to the podcast and more feedback and just makes a better podcast for everyone involved. Thank you guys for listening. This is your host signing off. As always, remember here on the Millennial to Millionaire podcast, we don't keep it 100. We keep it 1 million.